Hello and welcome to Sounds Heal Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Brown, and thanks for joining me as we continue to explore the fields of sound healing, sound therapy, and using sound for health and wellness. This episode is sponsored by the Ohm Shop and Spa. The Ohm Shop specializes in sound healing and vibrational medicine. And they recently have a lot more crystal instruments in stock. And they're really upping the digital offerings online as far as classes and sound journeys. So please check them out at theomshop.com. Today's episode is with three gentlemen that I respect very, very much. They're all sonic explorers and adventurers in their own right. Mitch Noor, Mike Tamburo, and Thomas Orr Anderson. This podcast episode comes from a live Zoom call in which we discuss exploring sonic wisdom and specifically a class that the three are offering right now called Dig Deeper. It's an interactive online course in which they explore different perspectives on sound, everything from science, techniques, listening, sound as medicine, ethnomusicology and history and philosophy, and truly just looking at new perspectives and old perspectives. And each class is a standalone and topics are selected by student questions and interactions and recordings of classes are are made available after the fact. So we discussed how this course came about how it's like working with each other through this course and all that we're all learning together uh, during this time that we're taking more and more online uh, virtual classes. So please enjoy this really fun conversation with Mitch Noor, Mike Tamburo, and Thomas Orr Anderson. All right. Well, how lucky am I to have this magnificent trio with me today? We have Mike Tamburo, Mitch Noor, and Thomas or Anderson. Hello. And I've met these guys, you know, individually through sound work over time, but I suppose the time that we were all together was last year at the Gong Summit. And I feel so lucky to have them all here with me. Uh, and because they're leading this wonderful class called Dig Deeper, um, all about sonic wisdom. And they're each sonic explorers, uh, sonic practitioners, and experts in different aspects of the sound world. And it's really the class that they're offering right now has, has created a space for me during this time of self-isolation. Um, I'm definitely not bored. <laughs> you know, there's just so much fun stuff in this class that they're offering. And I want them to talk a little bit about that. But First, maybe Thomas, you could start um, and just talk a little bit about you three, how you connected, and why you're this trio that's leading a class that's boundless, and uh, you just each have such a respect for each other. I'd love to hear how you connected in this way and decided to launch uh, a class and offer uh, to the world. All right. I'll attempt to address that adequately. Um, Mike and I met in an interesting way. I was seeking out good gong recordings. 
basically I, uh, I was investigating gong recordings to play through, a, through my sound tables. And as I investigated, I became less, I basically I found that I really didn't like gong recordings in general. They never sounded very great. They didn't sound good like gongs do to me. And uh, then I finally found one recording I liked and it was uh, one of his albums called Earth in Space. And uh, I reached out to him through Bandcamp or something. I'd never, I had no idea of Mike as a person. It was just some random character out there in virtual world. And I found the Gong album and we communicated. And eventually he ended up uh, stopping by my house to visit when he was on a tour. And uh, we, we hit it off and talked for quite some time. And then the friendship developed and we started teaching together and communicating together. Um, and uh, it's grown from there. Mitch, on the other hand, we met virtually through my Facebook or through the Facebook group I administrate the art and science of sound healing uh, over the over the course of that that uh, group becoming lively, some few characters started sort of popping to the surface of people who actually have a great deal of knowledge about these things because uh, I felt very lonely in this world of sound work prior to actually meeting the three of you and a few others within the last number of years. And, uh, but basically Mitch kind of sort of popped up as a person who actually knew a lot of things. And then uh, I don't know when we met first in person, maybe it was at the Gong Summit. Yeah, he invited me to be the moderator of the Gong Summit, presumably from seeing me moderate that wild Facebook group. <laughs> and uh, then, then we, uh, I started going and teaching some classes at his, that he offers, some workshops. And then, uh, yeah, we've just kind of developed a friendship from there. But basically, the, at least I've met these two guys through sound and through sort of, uh, basically, it's kind of like, I don't know, uh, I guess on Star Wars, Jedis can recognize each other. And I think it's uh, something along those lines. People that devote their, that are deeply devoted to sound in a way that's not on the surface, but in a way that's occurring when they're all alone. When they're all alone, they're devoted to sound. It starts to accumulate some sort of something that is recognizable and kind of draws us together. And it's been a real treat teaching with these two, um, just a real delight. Um, when Mike and I, when we first taught a course together, I don't know, like two or three years ago in Florida, um, it blew me away. It was the first time I saw someone teach sound therapy oriented course where I actually appreciated and agreed with what was being taught. I, it blew my mind. I didn't even know that was possible because every time I'd see someone teaching about this stuff, it'd be like, Oh, kind of want to stop them. Like, Oh wait, let me give you this book. You should check out this physics book and, you know, run, run, run this, these things by some tests. 
but Mike actually taught something that made sense. And I couldn't believe it. It blew my mind. And since then, I've met a few other people where, you know, what they communicate and talk about actually seems to coordinate with nature. And uh, I very much appreciate that. So that's my little answer to that. And if you were to just narrow the scope of your interests and kind of what's guided you in your research of sound, uh, what would that be? Would it, is, it, is it physics? Is it um, kind of your area that, you, that makes you unique? Because each of you offer kind of a different way of looking at things. What, what do you think it is for you? Well, I have one thing that I think is unusual about me in this field is that I happen to have a background in physics and sound is a very, uh, the, the physics of sound is one of the best understood aspects of physics. It's been around a long time and been checked and tested in every environment. And it's actually kind of almost the most fundamental physics, the physics of waves and vibrations. So that's kind of a specialty for me in this domain, but that doesn't really summarize my perspective at all. In fact, it's, it's somewhat misleading because I very much uh, am focused on nature and on direct experience and my relationship to sound. I, I think that people should learn directly from sound first and foremost, that the source of knowledge is really the sound itself through directly and privately experiencing it. And that the physics actually helps us check what we discover on our own to make sure that it really, that because when we discover things on our own, we can have sort of illusions and sort of fantasies mixed in with our experiences and epiphanies. And the physics actually helps us sort of check that and let go of the things that were just kind of got on our goggles and then let the part that we were actually just seeing clearly about nature and sound let that solidify and so the physics is kind of like a like a toolkit but the direct experience of sound is where it's at as far as i'm concerned and mitch why don't you tell us a little bit about um how you feel about these these other two characters and why you decided to jump in to this dig deeper course with a, a lot of unknowns of how it was going to go and um, how has it gone? What's been exciting for you to participate working with these guys? Well, what, ex what excited me uh, from the beginning was the scope that the three of us combined could offer. Uh, because a lot of the work that we do, regardless of what level or experience that you have, but if your subject of interest is sound or sound healing or whatever, you know, a lot of times you're performing or a lot of times you're doing kind of personal, intimate things one-on-one -on -one, or you're being asked to answer a question or you're working in kind of a meditational kind of framework or maybe even in a musical uh, framework. So there is, uh, when you look at 
it's, it's a convention of, of, of things that come together. So the person that does this work, um, sometimes sooner rather than later, you'll, sometimes you'll be dealing with a lot of that all at the same time, uh, especially for those of us that sort of do combinations you know, of all of them. But I think what really works well with the three of us is that we sort of cover uh, more than one generation, right? We, we, we cover, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the entire modern um, uh, view of sound healing. I mean, it really has only been around, well, just, I'm just going to throw, I'll say 40 years. I mean, I know how long I've been doing it, and that's been more than 40 years. But, you know, when I was doing it, I was somewhat, I never ran into anybody that, that was doing it, other than like musicians who felt like I did, who felt that, you know, sometimes you could play uh, for people. And then, so of course, you're a musician, you know, sometimes you just play for yourself. It's like, it's like a practice, but there's a little different emphasis on it, right? You get together with some friends and then next thing you know, it's six hours later and you're looking for a place to eat in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you, you weren't paid, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, so uh, there's a whole gamut that's here. And I just remember, I, so I sort of watched it grow up around me uh in some ways and i always sort of took a kind of a fly under the radar approach to things because i was interested in all different kinds of levels of this thing but uh, uh of the subject i was looking at it because i was a musician and and i actually uh i started in college studying psychology and back then, what I was interested in, there wasn't a degree in anything even close to it. I mean, magic. I mean, I remember a counselor once saying, well, you, what you're trying to do is like magic. I'm like, magic? <laughs> you know, but, you know, I would say if I was uh, young today, I wouldn't necessarily be looking at a career in music therapy. I would be looking at maybe studying um, parapsychology or something like that um, because it becomes sound um, can be a very uh, a personal experience for people um, everybody likes music but you know there's there are times where certain pieces of music affect you very deeply on, a, on an emotional level um, and um, and can dislodge uh, memories uh, that you weren't uh, recalling on, on a daily basis. It was like, oh, I forgot about that. All of a, right? All of a sudden, it's something that you remember. So uh, it's just a small thing that happens, but things like that occur. So the opportunity of, of working in a, in, a, in a construct that it would be incorporating everything from the presentation of it live as a performance or as uh, an, uh, like as a workshop or talking about the history of it and the science and the, uh, uh, and, and the physics and how we got here and where we think we're going. I mean, that 
this getting together with, uh, with Mike and, and Thomas really gave me an opportunity to work sort of across the board and not having to do it all myself. You know, I mean, it, 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 uh, you can't, it's impossible to be an expert in everything. And, you know, and as I saw this, we'll say medium growing up around me, I started to see many of the areas that people weren't being focused on. I mean, it's just like Thomas says, there's a science to it, but it really is the basic science. It's not, you know, when people talk about quantum this and quantum that, to me, it's much more simpler. I mean, when you want to get into the psychology and how you're reacting to it, now I think we can get into like a quantum kind of discussion because we're talking about multiple worlds all at one time uh, or realities and how to look at these other realities. But the initial experience is, is, is very simple science. It enters through the through the sense of, uh, uh, of hearing, and then just unlocks us. Um, you know, it's like a jack-in-the-box. You know, the crank going around is, is, is the experience, and then all of a sudden, anything could happen, and anything could just jump right on, jump out of you. You can laugh, you can cry, you can run around and be very, very, very happy, or you can sit down and get very, very serious about things and actually have a moment of self-discovery. I'll toss it back to you. Yeah, and Mike, maybe you can talk about, you know, it's it's been interesting as I kind of follow what you're all doing is during this time, most of us are at a standstill, right? You've had your tour, your events canceled. So I'm curious from your perspective, how being able to offer this class and really um, go in depth about these different perspectives about uh, sound how is it maybe it's helped you in a way I, I would imagine that this has kind of shifted uh, what could have been a, a difficult situation just being really kind of stopped from your normal life to uh, finding things that you're inspired about and i'd be curious uh, we can get a little bit more into what the the class has been offering and the different directions it's gone how has it been helpful to you during this time um <clears throat> Well, you know, I, I sort of feel like, you know, Thomas and Mitch uh, on the day that my, my tour had uh, kind of imploded or, or, or the day the United States imploded, I feel like they sort of saved my life <laughs> in a certain way because I, I, I was in Florida. I was like, oh, my God, like, what do I do? You know, all of a sudden all these messages were coming in at me and, and uh, I didn't know it was like real and what was not real because I you know I, my life at that point was you know essentially driving from one place to another setting up I mean it was like pretty full I didn't really have a lot of time to do a lot of research and, and you know my friends list uh, and, and social media runs a pretty huge gamut so I was you know getting I guess influenced by all sorts of different information but there was a certain point where uh you know, Thomas had reached out to me and just said, like, you know, in a really caring way and, 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 it's, and it's sort of maybe directed me that this was like a really serious thing and, and uh, more serious than I, than I had been taking it. And so, 
you know, my last concert was, was, you know, crazy. I was in Florida and, and at that point my paranoia was, you know, off the charts, to be honest with you. Somebody coughed during the performance. I was like, oh my God, am I killing everybody by bringing people together? I mean, it, it was, it was beyond anything that I've ever, you know, felt before. And so, you know, I made this 17 hour, I didn't know where I was going to be. I've, I've been, you know, on, on tour for the last few years. I haven't really lived in one space much in, in, in a few years. And so I decided that I'd go to my mother's house in Pennsylvania because at least, uh, you know, I could be with my family. And so then talking to Mitch on, on the ride up, like that was, that was super important. And, and I think that Mitch and Thomas had already started talking, you know, in, in a certain way. I think that they had ideas that, that we should be communicating that like at, at this time, the three of us could be a force that was, you know, greater than, than the, the one. And I think that was really important for me was that, uh, you know, there's so much uncertainty and one of the first like in-person conversations Mitch and I had was, you know, really about like the power of discourse and, and the power of dialogue and that like one of us could have some kind of idea, but you know, it was just kind of our idea. And then and we get together with somebody else and, and ideas go back and forth and some things get dropped and then some things get more, more clarity and more certainty and, and, and that the more people you get together, there's, there's more certainty. And, uh, and that was a really important conversation for me. And, and I think that, um, you know, I've, I've been a solo artist a lot of my life, even though, I, you know, like sometimes I would do duo projects and things like that, but mostly I, I, I've done a lot of this work alone. And uh, for me, in terms of, you know, working with these two, first of all, I, I think that they both showed me my limits and, and, and I think they both showed me my strengths. And I, I think that there, there were a lot of... Uh, misunderstandings that even I had had that then through having somebody that knew enough and was sensitive enough they could meet me at a space where it was like okay you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right but oops here's where you got it wrong or here's what you missed you know and, and these guys have both shown me a lot of what I've what I was missing uh I would say they've both really over the few years become you know not only my friends but really like you know my trusted teachers as well uh which has been important so you know being able to get together and just create more dialogue and get more certainty has been really important in a time where there is so little certainty and you know as as a teacher in this field or or, or facilitator in this field there are a lot of people, and I'll say myself included at certain points where it's like, we feel like we know more than we actually know. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of people out there that are you know, qualifying myself included and, and, and sort of, I think qualifying what we're, uh, our, our field in a way where, you know, it, it's almost like, oh, don't, don't let them know what I don't know or, 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 or something like that. And uh, I'm really okay with, not knowing everything or just having my own my own perspective um and i think that these guys are are as well and i really appreciate that that we're getting you know three different perspectives on on something and man i i'm, I'm learning a lot and uh 
And it's like the, the, the times when we're not together, like the way that my mentations are working when we're not together, to like have this course going on and to be able to, you know, not know what's going to come up in conversation, to, you know, know that I have, you know, a schedule still, you know, like that, 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 that's huge, but like I'm able to, it's like I'm thinking about sound in all of these different ways. Like I feel like my, my, my thoughts and my synapses are, are, are working in, in, in ways that they don't normally work. And I don't have any of my tools in this course, which is really interesting because like, you know, my course is like, here's a bunch of stuff usually, you know, like it's almost like you're overwhelmed by the amount of materials that are just in the room. Cause I, I want to show people a lot of different instruments. I want to show people, um, you know, a lot of different playing techniques, different mallets. I mean, it's like my, my course is really kind of like, Hey, look at my stuff, you know, let's have fun. It's like kind of like a playground. Uh, and so to have a course that's just based on talking and of course it's based on experience and on ideas, it's been huge. And I, and I think that it's, it's also really helped me to understand um, more of what I actually think. And, and, and I think also the fact that like, we don't always have to come from the same angle. Like, we don't even always have to agree. And, and, I, and I think that's something that's like really important right now. Cause like when, when, when in the world right now, when you're seeing people who, you know, it's like, you're talking about the same thing, but you don't agree. It's almost like, Oh, you know, it's like we should be friends but like you know we're fighting on the internet about the same thing because like we don't agree about this little snippet I think to be in like a space where you can listen to something in like a way and go like wow like I didn't know that or even just to say like oh I don't agree with that but it's because of, of this but not to be angry at them or anything like that and you know it's funny like when I first started communicating with Mitch online and being in different groups, man, he would infuriate me. But I realized, like, it was like he was like kind of like pushing on my corns, like as as Gurdjieff would say, like he like he like he would post something, and I would go through this entire psychological experience of you know being mad at him, but then ended up like realizing like oh no, he was just revealing something that I didn't know. Like there was like some aspect of something that I was holding as being the truth. And, 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 and he was revealing that, oh, wait, you haven't gone deep enough into, into looking at this. And eventually over the years, I became mature enough <laughs> to understand that it was me. You know, and understand that, like, you know, it was just simply like a reflection of, of my uh, of, of my ignorance sometimes. But that I could either, you know, like, really, like, hold on to that ignorance, or I could open myself up and actually learn something new. And Thomas did the same thing for me, because, you know, when I was studying physics in college, I was also studying psychedelics and and. and I think a lot of my ideas between like physics and, and, and the psychedelics got kind of mishmashed, you know, like when Thomas was talking about the goggles, like I had a whole lot of stuff on my goggles. Like I, I, I think that uh, I definitely had like an interest, you know, go, going in and, and, and uh, you know, read, read like, you know, through like Humholtz and, and things like that. But I don't know how much I really understood because I wasn't like excellent at math. And, 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 uh, and so I think I, I was coming from, looking at something 
like physics, but maybe from too much of like an abstract understanding. Uh, and so Thomas, again, like, you know, he just like, he taught me so much in terms of um, what was actually like correct, different ways, ways of viewing things. Like, you know, it, it's really been about, about digging deeper and, and, and in so many different ways. And right away, I mean, it's like, I met Thomas and I remember talking to my ex-wife you know, like the next day and I was like, I think I'm gonna ask Thomas to start teaching my courses. Cause like I've been teaching some physics in, in my courses, but I think that what I am saying is just maybe getting people interested in looking at the physics. And what Thomas is saying is actually like, you know, the physics, like what Thomas, is, like Thomas in, in you know, three minutes can give you an answer that maybe would take me an hour to get to in about like a roundabout way. Or what was I think even more important <laughs> was that sometimes I would ask Thomas something and I would think it would be a really short answer. And he would actually like have to like start at the beginning and give all these layers of foundation. And I would just be like, holy crap, like I, I missed all of this, you know, because, because, you know, I, I was just trying to get to this end result, but like a lot of the process is super important in understanding what is going on. So, so, you know, for me, you know, working with these guys, it's given me more clarity at this time in, in history. I mean, it's, it's unprecedented as far as my life is concerned. And, and, uh, you know, it's given me friendship. Uh, it's, it's, it's given me, um, you know, people where if like I'm, you know, going crazy in my mind or something like that, that they give me something to bounce back off of, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, people who can forgive my mistakes as well. And, and uh, you know, good, good friends and, and, we, and we have great interests. So, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, combined, you know, this, this, this collaboration, it, it's, it's important because it's like what Mitch said, it's, it's can't know everything. And what Thomas said, you know, we've had like a lot of great direct experience and getting those stories out, man, it's like sometimes like all this stuff is in my head. I have all of these different experiences, you know, I've done like so much traveling and so many concerts, like I've hardly even integrated it. Like, I don't even know what I know sometimes, like I'm just in this act of like doing. And so the, this course has given me, you know, a, 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 an outlet to actually like, you know, think about what these experiences are and, and, and listen to what other people's experiences were. And uh, I'm, I'm growing a lot around it. I mean, I, I'm really grateful. It's, it's, it's uh, I knew that I would get into something whenever I got to my mom's house, you know, it's like, I knew that I would set up a studio, whatever, like all of this was, was going on. You know, the first thing I said to Mitch was like, well, I'm going to set up a studio because I haven't had like a room of my own for, you know, a long time, a while. And so I was like, well, I'll set up a studio. And, uh, and that's all I knew that was going to happen. And, and, and it's, it's been a real delight to, you know, not just be isolated and, and not just be, you know, kind of in this world of my, my own mind, you know, it's, 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 it feels good to be connected, you know, and, and, and we have all these years of wisdom, you know, Thomas is like, you know, sort of ageless and like what, what, what Mitch had said, you know, and it's like, we have like, you know, these different generations and, 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 and different ideas and different ways of looking at things. So I think it's, it's, it's making me grow and, 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 uh, and it's also making it, 
okay that there's still so much in life that is uncertain. You know, I, I, I feel like it, it, it's sort of a, um, if anything, like it, it, it's a way where you know, we can look at each other as like a model for like, you know, how to communicate and, and, and learn more in the world where things are uncertain. And, and uh, you know, is all this information is going on about like, you know, coronavirus and, you know, people are arguing about politics. It's like, you know, oh, here's all these sides, you know, and, 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 and I think the model that we have, you know, it's like, okay, here are all these sides, but like, you know, we're coming to different appreciations and, 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 and different ways of, of, of communicating and getting a whole picture. It's really so difficult for anyone to have the whole picture. You know, and and, uh, and and so it's important to be able to work with people who want to work together, who you know respect each other, uh, who can learn from each other. Um, you know, like that's that's it's, it's it's been really important to me. I mean, I feel like it's 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 probably saved my life in a lot of ways. You know, because. Um, you know, to have a, a tour pulled out from me in the way that it was, and especially I've gone through a lot of life changes, um, I certainly could have gone very wayward in, in, in terms of, uh, you know, where, where my mental health could be right now or, or, or anything, you know, like it, it, I think that this gave me something immediately to start working on. Uh, you know, we, I, I was home for just a few days and like suddenly we're having a meeting and then suddenly we're figuring out Zoom and, and like we're doing it together. And I, and I see all of these people in the world who are, you know, struggling learning these things by themselves. And so like, I'm really grateful that, uh, you know, like we learned all this together. We went through the platform together. We decided on what settings were together. We decided it would be best if the audience was muted as everyone was coming in together, you know, like that was really important. Becoming a team, uh, I think I grew up like in a really competitive way, you know, like this is really, the, I think the first time that I've uh, been a part of like a, a good team or, or it's been a long time. I mean, like I've been in bands and stuff, you know, and, 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 and but I think my ego was like, you know, in the way a lot of times in the bands. Like I, th I think that as as an adult man now in my forties, you know, like I, I I've put in enough of my childish ideas behind that I, I I can usually work together with with these two right now. <laughs> so uh, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful for both these guys. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. What you were saying there is, I think what's been inspiring about this time to me is seeing these creative ways that people are are coming together to still have offerings to still connect and i was going over my notes from series one so this class that they're offering um you know started you know a little over a month ago they had series one and i'll be sure to drop the link for everybody because you can still access uh, the previous series of this class and get recordings and they've just started series two but I was going over my notes and I was, I just realized how much it, it has shaped uh, this time that I am in personally because I too, you know, have been full stop with all my events and classes and performances. And wow, I think I could have gotten in a, a little bit of a negative spot, but instead 
um, gosh, there's been books that I've been led to. I, I don't think I've allowed myself to read as much in years. Um, I've been looking into soundscapes and uh, acoustic ecology and history more than I ever have because, you know, I've really allowed this time um, to be more introspective and reflective. And this, this course has led me on really beautiful rabbit holes. And so I think it would be fun. Maybe you could reflect a little bit on series one and give people a picture of what that looked like and maybe some of your favorite topics that just kind of came out of nowhere. And maybe looking ahead now that you've just started series two, talk about what this course looks like for people that aren't really sure uh, what kind of topics you're covering. Uh, let's talk about the scope a little bit. Thomas, do you wanna go ahead and launch us on that topic? Uh, one thing that's uh, central is the name of the course. I really, really appreciate the name of it, and or the at least of the whole series, or the whole team operation that we're calling "Dig Deeper." That the the two meanings of the word "dig," that "dig" is this experience of something that's deeper than normal. So you can listen to a song, you can hear a song, or you can dig a song. And then you can really dig a song. And it's kind of like, as a musician, I sure as musicians, I'm sure you all know this feeling of, say, you, you have some sort of piece of music that you either have recorded, or you play it live for some people. And you can, there's an experience like I'll finish an album, and then I'll play it for someone and I learned long ago that some people, you don't really want to play your fresh art to them because they will, you know, start typing on their phone. They won't dig it. That you, when you first share your art with someone, you really want to share it with someone who's going to dig it, who's going to really notice things about it, who's going to really go into the details and really appreciate what you've done whether they like it or not, it's more important that they dig it. I love to play my music for someone who doesn't like it, but doesn't like it for really interesting reasons, you know, where they maybe appreciate it, but don't necessarily want to listen to it or something. But the digging is so important. So there's that side of it that I think is something that uh, the sound therapy world really needs should or would do well to pay a lot more attention to is the role that digging plays in making a sound be so-called therapeutic that if somebody plays a guitar and sits there and plays you a song they're saying they're playing Bach on guitar I hope I wish somebody were in here doing that but uh, somebody's playing Bach on the guitar and you could just listen to it and kind of sit there and eat your dinner while they're sitting there in the courtyard at the restaurant or something. And just kind of, it's like just background music. Or you could lie down on the floor and have a really profound therapeutic, life-changing, soul-awakening, health-promoting experience. And what's the difference? 
if we presume in that example, the person's playing exactly the same piece of music on the same guitar and the same tuning with the same skill at the same volume and so forth, if that's actually the case, that those two different events can happen with the same piece of music, which my experience suggests is definitely the case, then the difference between the therapeutic situation and the just regular day-to-day -day life situation is nothing about the music. In that case, it's actually the digging or whatever you want to call it. There's something that a person does when they go to Mike's, uh, go to his gong session, they show up ready to lie down or sit down and really do something that a lot of people might call meditating into it. But meditating into it is really just a fancy word for digging. And there's a quotation from uh, Alan Watts that I really appreciate talking about meditation. He says, meditation is just a kind of digging of the moment. That that's what it is. You're digging what's happening now, whatever it is. And when that happens to be sound, it has powerful effects. And that's what we learn. So uh, that's what we learn through these practices and through our explorations. So I really like that, the digging, that meaning. And then it has the other meaning that is digging deeper, like investigating further. And that's another thing that this field of sound therapy really needs is to investigate one step further. Because people will buy their chakra bowls and they'll memorize this bowl goes with this chakra, this bowl goes with this chakra. But what amazes me is that most people don't ask, well, where did that idea come from? Says who? The, that if you get, it might be true, it might not. I want to know, says who? And so find like who said. So I find out, you know, here's this website and then eventually they lead to some book and then it leads to some book. And then eventually you're led back to, you know, a book from 1981 that was written by an American in Sedona or something. And it doesn't have an ancient source potentially. But that's just one example. But throughout this whole field, there's a consistent tendency of the general culture to not investigate anything regardless. People want to learn the thing that they think all the other people know. They want to learn it. They want to make sure I know all the right frequencies. I know this. I know this techniques. They want to educate themselves on this surface layer and make sure they know the whole surface layer that everyone else seems to act like they know. But that surface layer, it's very thin. And this field of sound goes as deep as you want to go into history. It goes into this physics. It goes into our consciousness. It goes into every spiritual or religious dimension. It goes into every aspect of our biology, of our evolution. It goes into our languages. It goes into every deep and profound aspect of the human experience. This sound work goes, the roots go all the way down in every single domain. The roots go all the way. 
and just looking at that surface is is uh, uh, a a um, is unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing, the the superficial way of approaching this field. And so this this is called dig deeper. And so I really appreciate it because both those meanings are so incredibly rich with something that this field really needs and the world the, the world needs, not just in the field of sound. And one more thing I want to say is that I, that I really appreciate, appreciate about this course is that it's exploratory, that we aren't coming with, okay, here's this stuff we know. I know this stuff. Mike knows this stuff. Mitch knows this stuff. We've got it written down in our notebooks. And now we're going to, you know, pick out which pieces we're going to give to people. We have this, you know, pre-made, predetermined knowledge that we've been collecting. And now we're going to lay it on you piece by piece. But instead, we go in with our previous experience and knowledge base and move forward. We're learning in front of people. We're exploring. So it's kind of like, it's, like, it's sort of like three explorers that have a lot of experience exploring, getting together and going on an exploration, an expedition that we are actually in real time digging deeper ourselves and being largely guided by the questions of the participants. So we're always checking with people, the participants' questions and using them to sort of steer us. It's kind of like, I look at us as like tour guides or adventure guides or expedition guides. And the people in the course, the participants are like, hey, let's go check out that mountain. And we're like, okay, we'll try to figure out how to get to it. And you know, one person's like, I got rope. And somebody else is like, I got a nice pick. And so, you know, we have our own little toolkits and we together try to figure out how to get to that mountain. And then on the way to the mountain, we find a river oasis and forgot the mountain existed and hang out there and swim and plant some food and stay a while. But I really appreciate that format. And it's something that I, I noticed a lot of people when we first announced the class were resistant to and had sort of, uh, they didn't like that. They really wanted to know which class was about which topic. And what I noticed is that the people who then proceeded to take the courses seemed to start to actually appreciate the exploratory nature because of the fact that we're leading, we're going to places that none of the three of us has ever been because the three of us don't know what the other, not, not, none of us knows what the other two knows. And we don't even know what topics, I don't know their stories. They don't know my stories. We know some of them. And so we're always surprised at where the class goes. At the end of each class, we generally speak for a few moments about, wow, that's, that's amazing. I never thought it was going to go there. And I really, really find that to be just fantastic. And then the cool thing is after the fact, we're going to have, you know, on all the videos eventually, very soon, the, the videos of post or previous classes will have the actual description. Here's where we went, but we don't know until after the fact. So 
those things I find to be beautiful about this class and it makes it exciting. We're teaching one tonight and I'm genuinely excited to see where we're going to go. It's like we're about to go on a road trip into the mystery of sound. Yes, <laughs> that's like really exciting. That's what I want to do every day. And uh, it's what I do every day, but to get to do it with some other expert guides is a treat. And then the students, the people that participate, like you've been taking the classes and other folks are in that class are inspiring, knowledgeable people that we're constantly learning from. It's not like we're the teachers or something. So that I would like to make very clear this idea, at least this is how I conceive it, that we are not in these courses teachers, we are guides, expedition guides. And I really think that that sets a very different tone. And uh, it's uh, one of the most delightful things I have uh, ever done. It's a real treat. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I think that was really well put describing the format of the class. I mean, it's um, in no ways a lecture, you know, it's, it's really very uh, personal. Um, you can tell just the passion that's coming out of not only you three, but the questions that are being asked by, by the students. And yeah, I'm curious, Mitch, what, um, what have you been inspired to dig deeper into through the course? I mean, you're always digging into things. What has been kind of brought to light for you? Um, well, I'm, in, I'm uh, deeply moved by the format as well, is that sometimes the best conversations that even happen in my programs are through questions. After, sort of after the fact, uh, you know, in our programs, we sort of go, uh, the only probably exception is gong camp, but the rest of them sort of follow us like a Socratic dialogue where, you know, it isn't like, uh, it, you know, it's a, it, it's a formal lecture. People are just sitting there, you know, we're trying to have a conversation as a group and discuss esoteric uh, subject matter in relation to either uh, the metaphysical side of what we're doing or the science side of what we're doing or the practical experience side, the actual doing of it, okay? Because, you know, technically, one of the problems, and I'm hoping that the students get this, is that you're either a student or you're a learner. And everybody wants to learn about this, the field of sound, and be like, um, you know, good at what they're doing. But they don't see themselves as a learner. They see themselves as a student, which is somebody who studies it. But really what they want to do is they want to do either presentations or they want to work one-on-one -on -one with people or they want to do, we'll just say like a, a gong bath or whatever it is that, you know, that they want to do. Well, you need to learn, <laughs> not study. Study is sort of part of this, but nobody, everybody says, well, I'm studying sound. I'm, I'm studying the Dig Deeper program. No, what you're doing is we're teaching you how to learn this, okay? We're looking at you as is that you're trying to learn something here. And that, that's the big difference here is that we're, we're, the three of us, 
we're trying to teach you how to learn this. Not, look, I'm not gonna expect you to read Plato, I wish you would, or to study uh, uh, Aristotle or Farabi or even Sina or these names we continually throw around in our program as inspirations to us because we learn from them. I've learned experiences or my experiences have become deeper because I've studied the material that these people were presenting to me. And that's, and um, I mean, you study Aristotle, you don't learn from him, uh, you know, for example. Uh, but this program is, is, is helping you learn. And, and the byproduct is, is we're throwing around a lot of stuff that I know that most people are not familiar with. The people that we've sort of, you know, taken things from. I mean, in the last, say, six years, most of my stuff is Arabic inspired now because nobody's ever studied it. And I went over there and I went, oh my God, it's all over here. This, I mean, I'm waiting for the, all the rest of the famous people in this subject to suddenly go, oh my God. Simply, 900 years ago, there was people that had a lot more to say about this subject than the Pythagoreans. You know, I mean, let's face it. You know, I think that the one thing that comes through with this program is, is you're seeing an enormous amount of personal experience unfolding. And that's what you can learn from, because now you're touching the experience that the person had. You know, it's different than a movie. And because the real character, he's probably dead. They got an actor playing him. <laughs> so, I mean, you wouldn't even know. You know, I mean, here's an opportunity to get the living word rather than after the fact. And what's great is, is there's a, a group of uh, students right now who understand and appreciate a holistic presentation. It's like if somebody asks a question, you know, Thomas is talking, somebody asks a question. By the time the answer is given to you, it could be an hour later, because not only have we showcased the physiology of what this experience is about, but we could probably tell you who the first person in history was that had it and recorded it. And the people that disagree with it and the people that support the argument. You're not going to get that kind of construct around the Western model of presentation. Though, I mean, let's face it, you go to college, you figure you entered a course and you go in there and the teacher says, just ask me a question. We're not going to study anything. We're going to study what you think you want to know, right? So everybody comes into a class, they, every, it isn't that they all want to have the same experience. They're all not there to learn the same thing. It's, you know, they have an interest over here, but they all know it's made up of components. And I think that what really happens here is that I think with Thomas and Mike and myself is we've got enormous sacks of components that are required to sort of make this thing happen in such a way that we now can recognize the importance of the science of it or the psychological value that may have or how on, on emotional or psychological levels, how now I can put my arms around this. You know, a word that 
to, uh, you know, a phrase that I use a lot is to have a handshake with it. <clears throat> the three of us are asking the people that are in this program to have a handshake with an enormous amount of uh, support systems. That's, you know, and that's what I really like is that there really is a group of people out there that's ready to say, I don't want to follow a pattern. I don't want you to teach me a pattern. And I don't, you know, I'm done with the patterns. I'm done with people telling me that it has to be this particular uh, mode or this particular frequency or this particular protocol or this. We all have different experiences. We all recover from illnesses or traumas in our own individual mannerisms. And I think what, you know, I learned a while ago that it was impossible for me to teach all the facets that this subject is made up of. It's impossible for me to be an expert in this. And I just said to myself one day, I said, what, what part of this do I really need to go work on? Okay. And, and, and then it was like, okay, well, I'll go work on that. I'll get somebody else to come in here and teach the other stuff to give me the time to go concentrate on this so then I can bring us up to speed in that area. I mean, the problem is, is so many of us will just say, well, we're, we're, we're focused on tuning forks, or we're all focused on singing bowls, or we're all focused on crystal bowls, or we're all focused on solfeggio frequencies or whatever. Wh whatever it is, we think we need to take one path to one place and in that one place, we're going to find a singular answer that works in this case. That's really irrational thinking here. You need to have a skill set that is diverse. So you should have a diverse educational process. And quite frankly, <laughs> I was telling these other guys, I mean, the other day in, in, in a meeting is that the scope of this is what is so uh, revolutionary and also evolutionary is that we're really turning uh, back to a mechanism of where people get together, they form a group, and then they figure it out. <laughs> and, and the people who know the most do most of the talking, okay, until everybody's up to the same speed. It doesn't do me any good or Thomas any good or Mike any good, or Natalie any good, if we're on a pedestal. Because all we are then is a target. It makes it impossible to help people when you're a target. Okay? So, you know, it's, it's just the kind of thing where, you know, we got a diverse subject, we should have a diverse manner of having it presented to us. And hopefully, it all sort of comes together in a, in, in a very constructive and meaningful mannerism. Yeah, well said. I mean, uh, during such a, a time of great stress and uncertainty, I just, I want to thank you three for uh, being, you know, a trio that we can re rely on for truly investigating and exploring all things sound. I think I really want to emphasize that, that this is not specifically any one subject. It's truly, let's look into sound, what, you know, and we're talking about history, philosophy, aesthetics, deep listening, um, 
really anything you can imagine techniques i know that you know we've we've seen some techniques and um practices and and i just i hope that uh, more people will dig deeper and look into this course you know join join it live or or you can check out the recordings and who knows if there will be another series down the road but uh, series two has just started and and Mike, maybe you can kind of lead us to um, the end of this, but uh, for yourself, what, uh, what topics have been the, the most inspiring for you personally so far? What's just really been maybe uh, comforting to you or surprising? <laughs> um. Well, you know, I, I, I think first off, it's, it's, it's really interesting to be on, on the journey. And, and there are a lot of times where I'm so immersed in whatever Mitch or Thomas are talking about that then it goes to my time to talk. And I'm like, <laughs> well, how do I follow that? I was just learning something. And now I'm trying to bring something else to, to the stage. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, Thomas talking about information theory uh, was re was really important for me. Uh, I think Mitch Mitch talking about the third man, which I, I think that was the same the same episode. Uh, that episode w w was was huge for me because you know it started bringing together a lot of ideas that are happening happening you know as I'm learning as I'm taking in you know different experiences, but then also you know, stuff that's happening on the periphery, you know stuff stuff that is is. Um, maybe almost like unexplainable like it, there, I mean, it was like a episode where you know it was like here's something that's like you know very explainable and then it like piggybacked against something that was like unexplainable in a certain way and 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 i love that uh i i i love the you know the the times where you know like in, in our first class you know somebody asked you know how you know why something happened with a gong and then and then suddenly you know thomas was showing us like how modes of vibration work you know like i i i love that where you know essentially there's there's a question and one of us has the answer i also like not having to have the answer <laughs> I, I i mean i i think that's something that, that that that's huge is is that um you know we can really lean on each other um, you know, some other facets, um, learning about the Persian stuff is, has been really important to me, learning about um, more of the philosophy and, and uh, you know, I, I, and realizing even, you know, you know, Mitch talks a lot about remembering and, and, and uh, realizing that that's not how my brain works. And, and, and Thomas sometimes talks about that too, that like, you know, wow, I need to become a better rememberer. Um, you know, it, I, I think that's that's something that's really important is is um, you know the way that we're all bringing our experiences forward and 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 the, and the knowledge forward. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed talking about the soundscape. Uh, I think that was one of my favorite courses, um, and that's a major interest of, of mine. And and. Uh, you know, all of it kind of blurs together as one thing. It's really hard for me to be like, oh yeah, we did this. 
<laughs> because like it's just it's like these ongoing conversations you know it's like i i when mitch and i were first met in person we hung out on his his porch for hours in like 105 degree heat and i almost feel like these conversations are just extensions of that like it's almost like you know here's everything that like i continue to learn from from mitch and here's everything i continue to learn from thomas you know it, it's it's really kind of a, a space where um you know we're, we're growing together um but I, I i i think every course offers me something new um and then it's also interesting because i mean like i like you know we're all on display in certain ways you know so it's like that process of, of learning and then being able to share or learning and then being able to give a different view or like you know having mitch talk about something that like or Thomas talk about something that it's like i've never thought of this before you know like here's this entire field of investigation that you know like hey you know like we do the same thing but like i've never even looked under that rock before and there's there's a lot of that where um you know i hope that i'm adding something <laughs> positive because like i can just be totally floored by what just happened in front of me and still processing that and then trying to add into that tapestry man that that's been i think what has been the most beautiful for me uh, i mean like we're just we're talking about something we love and i mean you know i i hope people can take the whole course because you know it, it, it is a grand journey and 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 i think that um you know as we're going through all of this like it's not just like it's not just one day or, or one class like it's like here's something that is affecting my future outlook you know it's like i'm sitting in front of my computer and i'm having my, my future outlook about something that i've spent the last you know 37 years entirely focused upon you know it's like i've spent my entire life like focused upon you know learning about music learning about sound and, and figure out my own way to do it you know and uh and then all of a sudden i'm being presented with a new idea that whenever i step to my instrument after these conversations because i play after i play by myself after after we talk and it's like you know all i'm doing is like you know it's like i'm still like you know like striking my dulcimer or, or striking a gong or, or something like that but there becomes like a new meaning behind my touch a new meaning behind like how i'm listening to to the tone and that's really interesting like you know how i think that's what the most interesting thing about this course to me is it's like how i continue to approach my work now and I'm in a space where I'm practicing, you know, I'm not really playing for people. Every once in a while I'll get online and do like, you know, a live video or something like that. But like this time where I'm having these philosophical conversations and, 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 and looking at, at the natural sciences and, and looking at philosophy and physiology and, and, and human expression. And, and then I'm going into the sound by myself afterwards. You know, it's like, if, if we're on this adventure that like Thomas was talking about, it's like, okay, well, like in between the course, it's like, well, 
you know, I'm, I'm running away from the group and having my own little experience based on what I just learned from the group. And, and, and that's great. And, and I think that uh, what some of this has brought out of me, like what some of these questions have, have made me think about, and, and in just in that moment, you know, and then I have to talk about it and not talk out of my ass. I mean, but like actually like, you know, like talk about it, you know, like that's been huge. You know, like to, to just be able to, you know, respond from a place where if I have to say, I don't know, I don't know if I have to, you know, respond from a place where, or here's my experience, you know, based on what I just heard you say, or, or I listen to Mitch sometimes and I'm like, wow, like this actually brings up this other idea. And so like, I end up being like, you know, talking about my inspiration based on what he just said. And it may open space for a completely different topic. You know, that's, that's kind of what I love is, is the topic is so broad. We're still talking about sound, but it's like we could be talking about one aspect of sound. And even if I don't know a ton about that aspect, it can inspire, you know, something that I, that I do know or, or it can shed light on, on, uh, on, on something that I've thought about but maybe never thought about in that way before. You know, like that, that's, that's been huge for me is, is just to be able to look at something that I love, you know, through somebody else's eyes of, of you know, like them loving it. And, and, and looking at the, at the way I learn through what other people have, have spent their time learning. Um, so, you know, to answer, I guess, your basic question, I mean, like, you know, the, 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 I love the whole course. I mean, like, every aspect of it is, is, is teaching me something. And uh, and it's useful. And I, I think also something that's really interesting to me right now is like learning how to talk in front of a machine. <laughs> I mean, like all of my experience in, in life has mostly been like direct experience. Like a lot of times, like, you know, teaching or, 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 or learning from people, it's been about being in a group and, and, and you know, being able to, uh, see everybody's response right away, you know, like see if people are, are, are getting me or, or if people are lost or, or whatever that is. And, uh, you know, be in front of this machine and, 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 and talking about these deep subjects. It's just like, it's so far out, you know, it's, it's, it's a different form of communication. You know, it, it's, it's actually been making me think about Marshall McLuhan a lot where, where, where like, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I've been using computers and, 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 you know, this, this medium for, you know, some time, but like suddenly I'm, I'm in this different position of, of exploring the medium as an artistic tool and as a learning tool. And, 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 uh, you know, is, is, is even like, you know, using backgrounds and, and, and things like that. It's like, you know, almost like a tool in surrealistic art and, 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 and tool sometimes in absurdity and, and, it's it, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, the, this whole process has has been really interesting. That like I'm in my basement or my mother's basement actually, and just uh, you know taking all of this in and and then being able to uh, you know offer something something else. You know, like what is it like to communicate and not have anybody to look at? <laughs> what is it like to you know just be sitting in front of a screen? You know, bearing my soul. 
<laughs> what does it look like, you know, to be a, a fool on screen <laughs> at times? You know, like, what does it, what does it mean whenever I'm not saying something clearly enough and I don't understand that people aren't quite getting what I'm saying? You know, I mean, like, it, it, it's all a wonderful process. And, and, and I think that there's this element of improvisation that's happening in this course that's that's really interesting you know it's like we're interacting with each other through these machines but it's like i'm still improvising you know it's like i may not be be you know having to decide what i'm playing in front of people in that very moment but it's like yeah, i'm having to decide what i'm wanting to talk about and a lot of times it was just easier to play <laughs> you know so i i, I really appreciate everything I, I i just i love the depth uh, of this and, and I love the, the depth that it's it's asking me to um, look for myself as well because it, it's it's gone beyond what my courses offer on, on their own I'm mean, usually I'm with people for a weekend and I mean most of the time we're playing and listening you know as my courses have got better it's like I'm talking less and less and we're playing more and more and, and, and so this is an interesting space to be in, to really be uh, reflecting on my own direct experiences, listening to other people's direct experiences, listening to other people's learning, and, and trying to get uh, you know, more of a, a complete picture. You know, I think that's what this course is, is, is really doing. It's, it's giving us a complete picture. I think that um, you know, there have been plenty of other sound healing symposiums and, and, and things like that, but I, I haven't necessarily seen anything like this before. You know, like it doesn't feel like it's just like layers and layers of overqualification. Like it's, it's kind of like, well, what the heck is going on here? I mean, I, I, I think that like, we don't understand enough about human beings as, as it is and, and that arrogance that that we all have thinking that like we know like I, I, I like this idea that things are unfolding it's like you know like here's like I don't know what is around the corner in this course you know like there's there's something else is going to to happen and and it's giving me a clearer understanding of, of, of the field and I think honestly it's like redefining the field you know, because like, you know, a lot of my background is in experimental music. A lot of my background is in, you know, <clears throat> trying different things. A lot of my background is in, even in listening to things that uh, a lot of people wouldn't say was healing at all or, or was therapeutic at all. Um, you know, my, a lot of my interest was just in tour experimentation. And, you know, I, over the years, sort of, I guess fell into this. I mean, like I was, you know, 20 years ago, would I expect that I would be calling myself a sound therapist? Like, no, like I, I was just going down this path of learning and experience and, and understanding what kind of effect music could have on me and understanding what kind of effect music could have on, on the listener. And it just kept opening up more and more, more spaces um, for me to explore. And so, you know, here we are today, and, and, and it's like what Thomas was talking about with the surface. You know, here, yeah, there is all that stuff on the surface, and we, we, we can talk about all that. But, like, for me, it's been really meaningful whenever, you know, my students don't consider themselves 
musicians and then by the end of the course they're like i'm an experimental musician <laughs> you know like that that's something different like to be able to add layers and 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 different meaning into this the field of of sound therapy and, and to be able to you know add more you know into this field has been has been huge like i, I think that's a lot of like what we're doing it's like okay you thought it was just the instrument or you thought it was just the protocol. But here's all of this other foundation, you know, here's all these other perspectives. And, uh, you know, like that, that's huge for me. And, and, and um, as I've gone through the world and you know, learned from different people, it's like, it's all just widening my perspective. Um, but to be able to have the, the, the time, you know, to keep learning from Mitch, to keep learning from, from Thomas, because it's like you, you, they could talk for like 50 hours and still not get everything out that they have to talk about. It's like, we always have just like these limited amounts of time together. Like everything is on this schedule and we think that it has to be like, okay, I'm gonna get everything in here that I can. You know, I'm gonna learn everything that I can in this 20 hour course. You know, I've taken this 20 hour course. And I, 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 I learned everything I needed to learn about sound therapy. Well, it's like, man, I, I, I can just continue to, for my, the rest of my life, I will learn from these guys. You know, it's not just one conversation. It's not just one class. And, and, and I think that's what, what's huge about this is, is if people can use this course as like a, a jumping off point, to do their own explorations and to do their own digging and to have the audacity to like, you know, say something new in a field where people think that they already know everything. You know, I mean, it's, it's like, that's what I'm interested in. Like, how do we inspire, you know, somebody else that based on all of their own experiences that I haven't had, that they can go looking in, 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 in a different way that they can explore in a different way and that they can expand on this. I mean, like this isn't a static field. Like we don't know everything about music. You could just look at the synthesizer. Once the synthesizer, like once electricity happened, all of a sudden like that changed music. Like it's, it's something that's growing. It's not something that like, you know, some ancients were only doing, you know, at some time and now we're rediscovering it. I mean, like we continue to rediscover new ways of, of doing new, of doing music, we just discover ways of uh, how human beings respond to different situations, like it, it, how people respond to different sounds, how people respond to different ideas, how people respond to different settings. Um, and and it, I think that this course is making you know the field more alive, if 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 anything, because it's like now. You know, we're just giving you these these brief little ideas, but if you you know spend some time reading any of these books or, or really going into the wormhole of any of these ideas, man, I don't know where people are going to take these ideas. Like I'm excited, you know. There's 20 or 30 people out there that you know thought they were coming into the course for one reason, and you know discovered it was something else, and 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 and, and they don't even know where it's going to take them yet. And that's huge. Yeah, I think it's a really good point to to all of us in the class that are all learning together is 
how much you three do know, but maybe it's really more about what we don't know and unpacking that. And I think that's been the grand adventure of it all. You know, to bring this to a close, Thomas, do you want to kind of explain the format? You know, how often does it meet? What if somebody misses a class? Just kind of bring us to what that would look like if somebody was going to join the course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now we have a website. It's digdeepersound.com. And at this point, there's not much on the website except access to the classes. And so at this point, we're, we're just starting the second series. So the first series, it was 12 courses met uh, at meets on Wednesday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday mornings, at least on Eastern US time. There's people all over the world. So the time zones, you'll have to calculate where, when it is where you are. But on the Eastern, East, on New York time, it's 6 p.m. Wednesday and Friday, and then uh, 11 a.m. Saturday mornings. So Wednesday, Friday, Saturday morning. And then a few days after each course, the videos become available. And so if somebody signs up for one of the classes, they not only get access to the live class, but they also eventually get the link, a private link to that video. And then if you come in after the fact, you of course just get access to the video because the class already happened. And so tonight we are on the second course the second edition or second episode of the second series. And each series is four weeks and uh, 12 classes. And the uh, costs are at least per class. If you just take one class, it's I believe $33. Um, and then of course there's prices per week and then prices per, uh, for the whole series. And then also you can get a price for both series. And uh, yeah, the website's digdeepersound.com and access to everything is there. Uh, does that answer the kind of, was that the yeah. kind of thing you wanted me to tell? Okay, Right, great. exactly, exactly. Well, wonderful. You know, thank you all so much, not only for your time right now, but for your, your inspiration, your dedication, commitment uh, and respect for the sound field. So thank you all so much and I'll see you in class. <laughs> Thanks Natalie. Thank you. Thank you Natalie. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sounds Heal Podcast sponsored by the Ohm Shop and Spa. And keep up to date with what's coming up next at soundshealstudio.com. Check things out on Facebook at Sounds Heal Studio. And you can listen to all previous podcasts as well as music meditations on the YouTube channel at Sounds Heal Studio. Be well and stay tuned. <laughs>